This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, well, Stephen King conspiracy accident in my mind. Can't help it. And we've talked a little baseball as well here on the show. Big Daddy Ty Butler will take you at 10 o'clock. He'll recap. Ooh. He's not going to be in a good mood about the Yankees. He is not going to be in a good mood. Not going to be in a good mood. And he, he hates the Mets, so, you know. But believe me, I knew I, I knew what the Yankees were walking into. I just saw, well, I've seen years of Atlanta and the Mets. But especially after a 34-run outburst this weekend. <laughs> in four games, I, I, I know what happens. But Ty Butler will take you along the way at 10 o'clock. As I was saying, for what the caller was right, you've got, with the talent you have on this Jets team, What's the, what's the what's the one thing other than injuries? What's the one thing that can just blow this thing apart? Bad coaching decisions and mental errors. Because with the starting schedule that you have, which does get easier later in the season, but with the starting schedule that you have, And the pressure to get off to a good start. Really talented teams take advantage and turn your mistakes into points. You have to remember that. That's what they do. They turn your mistakes into points. So if you're facing a mediocre team or a team that's struggling, you may turn the football over and you may they may actually turn it back over to you. Or you'll end up with just giving up a field goal. When you play playoff teams or playoff caliber teams, you got a position where they're going to turn that into seven. And that's the other thing that I'm really curious about. And it should be a no-brainer. When you look at how the talent is offensively on this Jets team, and if they get the offensive line worked or if it's if it's at least consistent or workable or whatever adjective you want to use for it. When they when they're in the red zone, they got to get sevens. This is a team that over the years has lost games because they had to settle for threes. Okay, with Aaron Rodgers, I I'm not trying to get threes here. Let's I want sevens. I mean, you hear him on the sidelines. I want to go for touchdowns. You hear him in hard knocks. Oh, well, touchdowns. I want to go for touchdowns. I want to go for touchdowns. Throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. I got it. And that's if you're a Jet fan, that's what you want to see. You want to see the ball in the end zone. You're not trying to see the field goal team out. And so coaching decisions and mistakes, those are the things that can, aside from injuries, those are the things that can really derail your team from their success. And those things just can't happen with the Jets. And having covered them for ever, seems like. <laughs> okay? I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the GM is. They end up with players that, that end up in the situation. And once again, as I tell you, I know that players are not perfect and they're going to make mistakes. But it just seems like the same mistakes are made by this team over and over and over again. Now, in 0910, it was minimized. Smarter players 
should mean for a cleaner game. And I am not surprised that New England went out and got Ezekiel Elliott because they are going to not, it's not going to be ground and pound in New England, but it's going to be, let's not let Mac Jones ruin stuff for us. That's what it is. It's, uh, you know, managing the game part one. And that's what Belichick is trying to do. And I get it. When your young quarterback is struggling, what do you do? You take the ball out of his hands and, and you know, put him into makeable situations. Screens, dump it off, play action, th- things like that. And be real physical. Willie Colon said it. He's a thousand percent right. That's just what they're going to do. There's no question in my mind that's what they want to do. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they figure this stuff out. Because this is, as I mentioned, Belichick's on the hot seat in New England, which is crazy for me. (laughs) That's crazy that he's on the hot seat. And I'll say this, and then we'll move on to another topic. (laughs) It's not going to be Buffalo. It's not going to be Miami. It's not going to be Kansas City. I don't, it's not going to be any, it's not going to be any of the teams you think. Look at Buffalo, none of it's not going to be any of those. It's going to be, will this be the year the Jets finally win a game against New England? Can you imagine still losing to New England with Aaron Rodgers? Can you imagine that? I know you don't want it to happen. I just say, can you imagine it? Can you imagine that again? When last year you you really had them because of bad quarterback play. But your quarterback play wasn't much better than their quarterback play. And their quarterback play was just a little better than yours. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But once again, it's going to be an interesting season. I think this year, I think the Jets will win at least one game in New England during the regular season. One game against New England. I think they will. I really do. I know we are months away. But <laughs> when I saw the video from James Harden, I started laughing out loud. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. We'll talk a little James Harden biting the hand that feeds him next. It's Larry Hardesty for Dan Grasser on 98.7 ESPN. Still in my office. I'm doing paperwork. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That's where he wants to go. And um, he's trying to see if they can bring him into training camp. But he was in a in a, in an Adidas press event in China. That's why this audio is so bad. Saying, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again, and he did. Now, Joe Leo, this will be team number three in five years that he said bye-bye to? Something like that. I think it's three in five years. I mean, it's this from a guy who has, and he's older, but this from a guy who has so much talent, who is a really good shooter, Okay, really good shooter. But unfortunately, has done very little when the light shines brightest in the postseason. He's been almost invisible. Now, he had a 40-point game in one of the games in game one in the postseason for Philly. But he has been a guy who doesn't seem to be in shape. Clearly wasn't in shape in Houston (laughs) before coming to the Nets. All right. Give him credit. Had a really good season with the Nets. His first season here, when they traded for him, he had a really good season. Took over the point guard duties. Kyrie Irving said, I'll be the shooting guard, you be the point guard. He was very good. Led the team, did a nice job with the team. Had an injury in the postseason, couldn't perform. But he was, you know, and, and then came back and tried to will his way with the Achilles. Uh, I thought it was a pulled hamstring, something like that. I forgot what, what the injury was. He tried to play. Say again, Joe? Hamstring, that's what I thought. And had, you know, wasn't the same player, did the best he could. And 
the Nets were a half shoe size away from beating Milwaukee of Kevin Durant's but the, the next year with all the situations with COVID and Kyrie Irving being out and Durant being out and he got frustrated and whatnot and so he left and he became Ben Simmons that's a whole other story that's a whole other story but for James Harden who is making it really tough for him to be able to continue to play on teams that are trying to go somewhere and win a championship. All right. He had the opportunity with Brooklyn. He had the opportunity with Philly. Now he's going to try to go to LA to Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And he makes a lot of money. And so if I'm the Clippers, why do I want to, why do I want that headache? I have enough issues trying to keep Leonard healthy and wanting to play. And I've got enough issues in keeping Paul, Paul George healthy, whom had been rumored to be coming to the Knicks in a multiple, multiple team deal for a while. And those guys are always hurt. And now as he gets older, he's not going to be playing in every single game. You can, that's not going to happen. He's, he's just, he's just, and I get, he wants to go back to Houston, but you know, before he didn't want to be in Houston. And he told him, I'm not playing for you. He wasn't even going to practice. And so now you're, he's in the situation where nobody really wants him. How could you want him? How could you depend on him? And it's laughable that I'm hearing people, well, why don't the Knicks get him? What? I don't, I want, as a Knicks fan, I want no parts of James Harden. None. You want a player that is going to be a major factor in the postseason. You want a player you can depend on in the postseason. That's what you want. James Harden is not that guy. He's not. You go back to the series a couple of years ago where they had a chance to advance. They had a 3-2 lead with, with Chris Paul Hurt. They had a 3-2 lead, and he was abysmal. And in game seven, that was the that was the game where what Houston was, what were they? Oh for 115 from three? And they just kept jacking them up. Just kept jacking up the threes and jacking up the threes and jacking up the threes. No. Let me tell you this, my friends. I'm good. I'm good. Paul Hart, uh, uh Harden is a really good player, but I need somebody in the postseason that's gonna Get me to the promised land. And he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He just isn't. Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? Larry. Oh, man, it's good to talk to you, Larry. You know, I've been wanting to say this for a little while now about the Jets. Yeah. And about how, you know, you know, people like to nitpick 
on certain little things that might be wrong. Honestly, I think the Jets going to be just fine. Because if you really think about it, the way the Jets played last year with that defense, and they they was they were still good even though they was on the field like seventy percent, seventy five percent of the time. And now you got Aaron Rodgers, who is an artist at this game. He's one of the best quarterbacks you can ever have. And believe me, they they are happy to have him. Because they know that they're going to be able to score points now, and that defense can actually rest. So when they do come on the field, that quarterback is going to be shaking in his boots. I'm going to tell you that right now, because you've seen it. That was the that was it's the preseason, and look how they look. Now imagine when they have the starters on the field. I'm like, man, I I, I just can't wait to see game one because I tell you right now, whatever team we play. They ain't going to be like, we got to watch out for that defense. And you got corners. I mean, you, you got all three levels practically. What's the last time you can ever say that about the Jets? Well, you're right, Dave. Uh, they're very talented defense. There's no question about it. But once again, temper your enthusiasm about preseason. Okay, temper your enthusiasm about preseason. Because... They're, they went up against second, third, and maybe fourth stringers. Some of these players they faced not even going to be on the team in two weeks. I'm not taking anything away from the defense. I'm just saying you have to be careful. On paper, this is a very good defense. On paper, it is. On paper, they should be better than they were last year. And last year, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. As a matter of fact, for most of the season, they were really good. Latter part of the season, the last month, they struggled. I think they wore down. You know, whatever. Not giving them excuses. I just think they wore down. So, yes, they they overmatched the Carolina team. They were physical. They were aggressive. Uh, Carolina had nothing to keep them off the line. The running game, you know, once against the reserves, and they were in the, they just had the ball. Okay, I guarantee you, the Bills' offensive line is a little different than what they faced last night <laughs> on Saturday night. Just a little bit different. Just a little bit. And once again, it's for them. How do they react? How do they adjust when teams do things against them? How's their communication? There's so many little things. On paper, you are correct. They should be really good. Really good defensively. They should be. I'm just trying to get you to brace yourself a little bit because they will be facing veteran quarterbacks, who will be scheming against them all week. What you see in preseason, it's just it's vanilla defenses. It's vanilla game. It's a new head coach down there in Carolina. They're not putting anything in. It's backup quarterback. It's, it's just a lot of things, a lot of things. But once again, on paper, this should be a very good Jets team. There's no question. Defensively, should be. 
I just, it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> I just want you to know it's not going to be that easy. We'll continue the conversation here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. And Dan, uh, you know, does the pregame, halftime, and post with the legendary linebacker Greg Buttle. It's going to be interesting to hear what Dan's got to say about this uh, Darwin, Darwin Cook, Darwin Cook uh, situation here with the Jets. There you go, yeah! Woo! He might just say that. It could be him. It could be him. It is, uh, you know what? It is a really exciting time if you're a Jet fan right now because of the excitement. You are, you, you cannot wait. To start the season, you cannot wait. You're just looking forward to this. When is it going to get going? When, when when can we get started? When can we get started? It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And then there's the New York football giants. <laughs> Who nobody's talking about. They're just going along quietly. Handling their business getting ready for their battle on opening night, Sunday night football with the Dallas Cowboys, hoping to see if they can find a way to beat them because they struggle with them every year. And had a conversation with a former player today who's been watching the Giants. And I really respect what he has to say because he really knows football and he really knows talent. And he has told me that he has been very impressed with what they've been able to do over there from the offensive side of the ball. Because that's really where they needed help next this year, right? When you look at how they were last season, the thing that jumped out at you was, man, too bad Daniel Jones doesn't have some weapons. Because if he had some weapons, they could do some things. Now, he did have a weapon. That weapon uh, held out for a little bit but came to camp that weapon being Saquon Barkley. But it is it is the receivers that make the difference in this team this year. And so if the if the defense is as good as it's been, if they can hold their own and play close to the way they played last season, where Wink Martindale is going to be blitzing and he's going to be, you know, different schemes, trying to keep the quarterbacks off balance and do some things. And you get a better year from Leonard Williams and, you know, Dexter Lawrence continues to play the way he played. And you, and you continue to do these things defensively and your corners give you something. I mean, offensively, if they can put more points on the board, they're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be tough. And I believe that uh, they're a playoff team. Now, I know that's not a popular thought process. I know. I know it's not. But I really think they have a shot to make the playoffs this year. And based on their schedule and 
because of the main players of their offense being Darren Waller and you're not, you know, we all talk about what, what's the one thing we say about Darren Waller, man, what a, what a prolific tight end. This guy uh, runs great routes, which is what my guy was telling me about how he loves. He told me today, Joe and Chantel, that Waller runs the best, most disciplined routes he's seen in over a decade. And when you talk to coaches and you talk to scouts, that's what they talk about the most is how receivers run routes. If you're, if you're supposed to run to the 15 and make a sharp left, you run to the 15 and make a sharp left. If you loop or you curl, you give the defense a chance to, up to, to jump the route and the ball's going the other way. So you need your receivers to be able to be disciplined and run those routes crisps, crisp and effective. And that's what Waller does. But once again, we always have to put the caveat, the asterisk, if he remains healthy. And if he does, the Giants are going to be much better. Now, as I said to him, well, if I'm, if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm taking him away. He's not going to beat me. Find somebody else who's going to beat me. And they've got some young receivers that can do the job. And, of course, you still have Saquon Barkley on the ground game. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield, too. And the main thing about Daniel Jones is he can use his legs. We saw that last year. A lot of RPOs with him. He was excellent. The only danger you have, the only thing if you're a Giants fan in the back of your mind is, how much rope will Dable give him to throw the ball for big plays down the field? And will that open him up to turnovers, which he was able to cut down on last season, but they really didn't give him the permission to go deep a lot? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so so that's the only question you would have. That might be a concern for you. Is will he be able to handle, you know, increased time? It's just like your teenager as a parent. Will they be able to handle the responsibility of driving? Will they be able to handle the responsibility of this? Will they be able to handle the responsibility of that? Well, it's the same thing for Dable. And Daniel Jones. And here's the one thing we know. We may talk about Aaron Boone and we may talk about uh, today's coaches and guys who want to coddle and guys who don't want to yell and guys who don't want to embarrass coaches and managers who don't want to hurt the feelings or don't want to berate their players in public. We may have all those discussions about today's athletes and today's coaches and managers. Brian Dable is not in that discussion. (laughs) He got no problem staring. He got no problem shouting. He got no problem yelling. He got no problem embarrassing you. As the special team scouts found out on Friday. 
when that return for a touchdown and the stare that he gave him, Dable gave that special teams coach McCauley a stare. Woo. I felt it through the TV screen. So we know he's not coddling anybody. So that's the one thing we understand. He's, he's holding everybody accountable. He's not playing favorites. Everybody's accountable under his watch. And you know what? As a fan, that's refreshing, right? Because that's what you want. And, but you want to see it for yourself. It could be that it's happening, even with players that are not being berated publicly. You might think they're not being, and it could be behind closed doors. It could be slamming and throwing stuff in the clubhouse or the locker room. It could be. You just don't know if you're not there. Even the media doesn't know unless somebody says something. One of those anonymous sources we were talking about earlier. You won't know. With Dable, you know. It's clear. He's not holding anything back. And that's what fans love. Players, I don't know if they like it too much. I know they don't like it in Washington, apparently. The offense... Unlike Eric Bieniemy yelling and screaming at him. But Dable's got no issues. And the Giants players seem to respond to it, so that's a good thing. Now, further down the line, it might become an issue. Some of the conversations we have about Tom Thibodeau, the yelling, you know, where's his, where's he, where's his welcome out? Usually in year four. Uh-oh, or by the year, this is year, by the way, this is year four for him with the Knicks. For the yelling and screaming and the long practices and all that stuff, where's folks out? But Dable holds their play, his players responsible and accountable. And the other thing is, and we when we're talking about Daniel Jones, he makes sure that he tries to get his guys to minimize their mistakes. The discipline on the Giants was night and day from their previous head coach. Previous it was it was night and day. I wasn't even close. I mean, we could have been putting in the same sentence. It was miles and miles apart. And you saw the difference in the team. And you saw the difference in how they played. And for the most part, for that reason alone, they were in every game because they didn't beat themselves. We talked about it earlier with the Jets and Robert Sal. Right, coaching is big. It is. May not be big as a manager in baseball, okay? It's 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 not as big in basketball as it is in football. It's it's huge in football. It is huge, and that's part of the reason why the Giants were successful. Now this season, we flash forward, tougher schedule. They have better talent offensively. How will it work out? I think they'll be okay. Once again, I believe they will go to the postseason. The better weapons offensively, and I'm confident that Wink Martindale will come up with a defense that will continue to stymie teams with the formula he had last year. Let's keep the game close. We get to the fourth quarter. We'll find a way to win. And that's what they did, and that's how they got to the playoffs last year. I think they'll do it again. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back and take your calls next on 98.7. ESPN.